Well, good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. It was wonderful to listen to those wonderful Christmas songs this morning as we waited for the call to start. I love Christmas music. And so I thank Minister Helena for playing those. Praise God. So Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to the last week of the prayer call for this year until January 4, when we start a brand new year, 2022. Can you imagine? These last two years have changed our way of living since the pandemic hit, but we praise God that he has shown himself faithful to us and that we have nothing to fear. We're in a new season, the season of great momentum. God has a coming out of the turn, and with that, in the momentum comes opportunities, opportunities of unusual blessings. But, you know, we need to stay in the Word so that our roots will go deep and that we can produce lasting fruit. You know, though God is with us, things in life will come against us. But we are called to stand firm. Ephesians 6 and verse 11 says, Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. 1 Corinthians 15.58 tells us to be steadfast, immovable, always abound in the work of the Lord. And 1 Corinthians 6.13 says, be on the alert. Be on the alert. Stand firm in your faith. Act like men. Be strong. You know, there are many other scriptures throughout the word that talk about standing firm. And that we must do in the time that we are living. We have a great team this morning, but before I introduce them, let me say welcome to each and every one of you. God is pleased when he sees his children rising early in the morning to meet with him and give him the first part of a new day. If you're on for the first time, we welcome you. May you be blessed and receive strength for your day. And to all the New Destiny family, to Bishop and Pastor Adrian, to the clergy, to intercessors, and to all the other pastors that may be visiting, receive and be strengthened this day. We have Sister Victoria Wimberly, and she will be praying this morning uh, over the prayer requests that we have received. So good morning, Sister Victoria. How are you? Good morning, Mother Heather, and everyone that is on the line. Praise God. He blessed us again. (laughs) Yes, he has. I like that. He has blessed us again. Amen. And we need to recognize that. We need to acknowledge that God, that God has blessed us. Hallelujah. And then we have our devotion leader this morning, and that is Minister Linda Lightfoot. So good morning to you, Minister Linda. How are you? Good morning to you, Elder Heather. I am blessed and highly favored. 
<laughs> yes, you How are. You? Highly favored. <laughs> I'm blessed and I'm highly favored also. Praise the God. I'm I'm up. And that's you know, that's an accomplishment early in the morning such as this. But you know, um we do what we are uh what we need to do and what we know that we should do. And so praise God. We're on the call this morning. So let me pray uh, before uh, Minister Lightfoot comes. Father, we come this morning. We come with open hearts to receive a word that will bring a greater understanding of what you are doing in this hour. I ask that you flow through Minister Linda as she comes. We bind all hindrances and distractions now in Jesus' name. And we ask that you hear Sister Victoria when she brings the request before you. In First Kings 8 and 28, it tells us, Yet regard the prayer and the plea of your servant, O Lord my God, so that you may hear the cry and the prayer that your servant is praying before you today. And so it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Mr. Lightfoot, we are ready for you. Okay. Good morning, everyone. It's a great day in the kingdom this Tuesday, December 14, 2021. I'd like to say good morning to our bishop, Christopher Carl Smith. Good morning to our pastor, Pastor Adrian Smith, to all visiting pastors and clergy, and to our New Destiny family and friends. This topic is coming from Exodus 1, 10, and 12, and Numbers 13, 31. Exodus 1.10 reads, come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us, and so get them up out of the land. Exodus 1.12 reads, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, and they were grieved because of the children of Israel. Numbers 13 and 31 reads, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Let me first say that Accurate perception and proper perspectives are vital to obtaining a sound conclusion. Exodus chapter 1 opens with a count of 70 souls descending from Jacob having moved to Egypt to live during the famine in which Joseph rose to power. It is also noted that Joseph is now dead. And there are over 2 million descendants of Jacob now in Egypt. And there's a new Pharaoh that didn't know Joseph. Pharaoh did not fear an armed uprising of Israel, for they were without weapons or military experience. But he did fear the fact that any invader would not fail to seek the aid of so vast a population of slaves, who by this time already detested and hated the Egyptians. Thus, it was no imaginary danger that Pharaoh saw, what Pharaoh saw, but it was a danger that his own evil policies had caused and aggravated. And he said, let's deal wisely with them. The word wisely in reference to how to deal with the Israelites means to deal shrewdly. And in its context, it also identifies Pharaoh's contemplated action as wicked. Pharaoh said himself, 
to that of cutting down on the exponential growth of the Israelites, also that of breaking them in spirit and producing in them a mindset that would have made their escape impossible. Doesn't that sound familiar with what is happening today in the world? Attacks on certain ethnicities with the intent of reducing their population, stifling reproduction, and violent striving to bring about mental and emotional anguish and even extinction, striving to bring an end to worship and gatherings of worshipers. Pharaoh, in his action against God's people, positioned himself as an opposer of Almighty God, just as the powers that be today have set themselves against the Almighty God. The first phase of Pharaoh's oppression sought to break the spirit of Israel by forced labor under the greatest of hardships, and it was also thought that this would reduce their numbers. It failed. And then Pharaoh openly launched upon a course of genocide, ordering the murder of all the male children at the moment of their birth. Pharaoh's perception was, and he said out of his own mouth, the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. His perception was based on fear. We should never look through the lens of fear. It's important that the church perceives herself as greater than Pharaoh and all his Egyptians, or in today's terms, the church is the highest government and God's word is the final authority. It's better to obey God than man. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It wasn't their number that was making the Israelites great. It was their God. Israel had a strong spiritual constitution, which caused them to also have a strong physical constitution and therefore be enabled to endure the hardship like good soldiers. If God be for us, who can be against us? In proportion to their afflictions was their prosperity. By faith, the greater your persecution, the greater your prosperity. Their perception of their God thrust them forward even into the midst of severe suppression, oppression, and abuse. Let your perception of the Almighty God thrust you forward, keeping in mind that the gates of hell should not prevail against God's church and his people. Their persecution was their resistance training in preparation of an even greater challenge that was to come in the future. The last two years has actually been our resistance training in preparation for things to come. The Hebrews learned how to exercise their ability to not yield to external force or pressure by withstanding the physical, mental, and emotional cries of their flesh, depending solely on the word of God and crying out to God, expecting him to answer. Eventually, their cries led to the call of Moses. Exodus 3 and 7 says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. It's time for the church to stand firm for righteousness. We must see God as far greater than the powerful hard-hearted, pharaonic representatives of Satan and see him as our strong tower, our father, and our deliverer. 
we can no longer afford to be engrossed with the earthly view and fleshly perspective. We must obtain and focus on the heavenly agenda and perspective of our experience. We must take authority and dominion as we were commanded in Genesis 1.26. In Numbers 13, we see Moses sending 12 to scout out the promised land. Numbers thirteen seventeen to 20 says, And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, and whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be good therein or not, and be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Ten of the spies had the wrong perception and perspective. They thought the size of men mattered rather than their faith in the size of their God. Their eyes ruled their hearts and their mouths uttered faithless words of defeat. They said in Numbers 13.33, And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which came, which, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. And they said they were in their own sight as grasshoppers. And the enemy saw them in the same light as grasshoppers. Joshua and Caleb had the right perspective. Two out of 12. They understood the favor of God and his power. This is their response to the bad report given by the ten. Numbers 14, 6 through 9 says that Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes, and they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it, it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. If the Lord delight in us, they said, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us out of the things that we are going through and give us a place of peace and wholeness and prosperity. The Lord delights in his church, his bride. He has given her the victory, and she only needs to have faith to be of good courage and keep a heavenly perspective of the world and its chaos. We must take our stand for righteousness and proclaim the gospel. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up the people of God, your church, the body of Christ, believers everywhere, cause their faith to rise and their 
fears to scatter. For you have not given them a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You have dwelt within us, and therefore we shall not be conformed to this world, but we shall be transformed by the renewing of our minds, knowing that the greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world is within us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? We want thy kingdom to come and thy will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Cause us to stand with our loins girded with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Let our feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and let us take unto us the shield of faith that we may quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Let us take the helmet of salvation and house the mind of Christ. Let us take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and let us declare your word with power, and let the world see it done to fruition. Let us master our resistance training. Let us resist the devil and cause him to flee from us. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, amen, amen. I knew that was going to be a good word. Hallelujah. You know, it um you just get it in your in your spirit, you sense it. Thank you, um, Minister Lightfoot. Um, you said so much and yet uh, it was so um applicable to each one of us. You said never look through the lens of fear. And how true that is because fear will stop you right in your tracks. Fear will cause you to not receive, it will cause you to just become, um, um, how shall I say, it will, it will cause you to just not be able to see what God is doing because fear will blind you to the truth. These, and you also stated about the last two years that we've been in resistance training how true that is, and that we must master, master that training that God has us in. And it is true, the church has got to stand firm. We've got to take authority. That is who we are. And so God has been developing us. And if the Lord delights in us, Think about that. If the Lord delights in us, he's going to bring us into places that we've not seen before. We've not been aware of places of security. So thank you again, Minister Lightfoot, for that word this morning. That was awesome. I'm going to turn to uh, Sister Victoria at this time, and um, we're going to join with her as she prays for the needs of the people and I just ask that all of us be uh, in unity with her as she prays. And we're going to believe and trust God that all these requests, all these requests are going to become praise reports. Hallelujah. So, Sister Victoria, if you will come at this time, please. Yes, yes, yes. Powerful word, Minister Linda. And yes, we do know that we serve a big God. Praise God. This morning, we've been able to receive four prayer requests. And as Mother Heather stated, we are at the last week of coming together to stand in the gap for others, believing and receiving. So we're coming this morning to hate what 
we, what God hates and to also hate what it is that we also do not believe. We want to stand in the agreement that love is what we would get through, will help us to get through all things. And with love of our God, we shall be able to succeed and see all things. Sickness shall have no dominion over anyone because each and every person that has submitted a prayer, they are the righteousness of grace in God's hands. So this morning, our very first prayer is from Sister Tracy L. She's saying that her son was in an accident, leaving school, and has a broken jaw. And surgery is scheduled for the following day, and we are asking for your prayers. Sister Tracy and your family, we believe and receive that the Lord will guide the doctor's hands and that he, your son shall be healed and his jaw and his body shall be performing the miracle that it was orchestrated to be and there shall be no scars and everything that is functioning in his jawbone shall function in the manner in which his physical body was created. Stand upon the word of God that says out of Psalms 103, 1 to 3 that I shall heal you of any and all infirmities and that nothing by no means shall be able to come into the body to attack it so that it shall not perform which I myself created when I spoke into the earth to be created that it shall not perform as it's supposed to. So, Sister Tracy, we believe and we receive in most holy faith, standing in agreement with you this morning, that the surgery will go well and that your son's body and his jaw will heal back to the form in which God created to be formed. Praise God. We will be waiting for your praise report. Our second prayer request this morning is from Alicia Coulter. Um, she's sending in the request on behalf of Ada Clark. She's asking us to pray for her niece, Leola Starkey. She is in ICU, and the doctors say she has pneumonia and COVID. We declare total healing for her. We believe and we receive in most holy faith as we come behind the veil, Sister Alicia, believing and receiving that once we declare, declare and speak it into the air, according to Acts 3, 6 to 8, that the word says, rise and walk, and God, and God shall guide the doctor's hands to show what is needed for your niece, Leola's body. We know and we believe and receive that if God healed one, he shall heal another. We know out of Matthew 9, 3 and, sorry, 9 and 35, that you said in your word, O oh Lord, you said that you would heal, of, you would heal everyone of every sickness and disease. So we're asking you right now to flow through the body of Leola. Father God, flow with your body, Father God. Heal her of any and all infirmities. Anything that is not of you, we ask you that you flow. Change the blood. Change the blood, the, 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 the bloodstream. Change the bones, Father God. Heal her of any and all things. That are not that are attacking her body that are not supposed to be in there, Father, because you created Leola, Father God. So asking you this morning that you remove any and all things, flow through her blow, flow her body stream, and allow your your flow of, of systems, Father God, to flow through her this morning, Father God. We know that you can do all things. We believe that you can do all things. Cleanse her of any and all things that are trying to attack her body. Let her be able to breathe. Cleanse out the mucus. Cleanse out anything that is hindering her from being able to breathe and to function in the manner that she's supposed to function, oh, Lord. And let her be totally healed. And let her continue to have a great life. Heal her, oh, Lord Jesus. And let Sister Alicia come back. And let Leola come back to the praise line and tell us what God has done in her body at a time that was really tough. But she trusted you, O oh Lord. 
she stood in faith and trusted you. We give you all the praise and all the glory for her, Father God, knowing that she will call unto us new destiny and tell everyone what God has done in her body. Our third request is coming from Deandra Taylor. She's requesting that we pray for her mother who is having problems with her memory. Father God, we come to you boldly behind the throne of God, behind the veil, asking you, Father God, to renew Deandra's mother's spirit and to reverse the years of her mind and have her to have clarity of memory. You said out of your word, O oh Father God, out of Romans 15 and 13, that you said that you are a God of hope and peace. So let it be that Deandre has peace and hope in you. She's standing on the rock of your salvation with your word, believing that, Father God, that when she comes boldly upon the throne, being your child, because you told her she had a blood about right to do so, that she could boldly approach you and ask you to do a thing. And, Father God, that you would assist in the words that are spoken into the air. Father God, cleanse her mother's mind. Refresh her memory. Give her a youthful memory, oh, Father God. Let her remember many things from many years ago. Do not let this be a hindrance, Father God. But let her have a memory of what you can do. Let her mother remember what you can do, oh, Lord. And let it be that when she thinks about all those things, that you will refresh her memory. And then she will begin to stand on Luke 6 and 19, because you said to those in need of healing, confesses and believes your word of when Jesus came. And when Jesus came, he healed them all. Let her remember that, oh, Lord Jesus, and let her then be refreshed and let Deandra see that the Lord that she serves is working on behalf of her mother. Father God, we know that you can do it. You've done it once before and you shall do it again. We praise you. We glorify you because you're an awesome God. And the manifestation of your hands and your works shall continue to be seen. Father God, our next prayer that we bring boldly upon you this morning is coming from Pastor Theriango. He's asking for protection, prosperity, miracles, freedom, big gains, winners, life of big gains, chance successes, healthy healing for pastor, and all of these things, Father God, as you use him. We're asking you, Father God, to let peace flow through Pastor Theoringo, Father God, over his soul, his spirit, and his mind. And let pastor remember that your God that he is serving is the ultimate life savior. Oh, Lord, let it be that Pastor Theoringo has the peace that he needs that you will have on you will have and you will be on his side. We're asking him, oh Father God, to remember to bring all things unto you and that you will take it all and you will quiet the storm of the enemy and let him know that he is already successful because you are right there with him. Every move he makes, every step he takes, Father God, you are right there with him. Let him remember, O oh Lord Jesus, that he, he will and has been called out by you amongst the crowd to be used, O oh Lord. He shall do what you said and you shall follow him as he go along the journey. Father God, we're asking you to come unto him and allow Pastor Theriango to come to you yielding in a position and to let you have your way. Continue and allow him, Father God, to remember to stand on Deuteronomy 6 and 11 because your word says that you will have a house full of good things and remind Pastor Theriango that the house that you create is amongst great things. 
Father God, allow Pastor Theriango to remember the God that he serves is an awesome God and that he will take him on the path and you will show him according to Isaiah 32, 17 and 18, where you will show him where to go left and not right, where to move forward and not backwards. We praise you. We honor you. We magnify you this morning because the works of your hand continues each and every day. And then our final prayer this morning is from Veronica Parker. She's asking us to pray for healing for the following people and their families. We're praying for Kenneth Diaz, father of three. He took his life. We're praying for Pam Simon, bleeding in her stomach. We're praying for Paige Simon, who has pneumonia and the flu and just recovered from COVID. And we're praying for baby Phenon, seven months and has meningitis. And the doctors are trying to speak something into the air, but we rebuke that thing right now in the name of Jesus. So we're asking Veronica Parker and this family to stand and remember that Proverbs 14 and 11 is powerful. God is a place of refuge. And that, Father God, that you will let them be a divine, let there be a divine exchange and that they shall see and know that you are right there with them, O oh Master God. As they go through the test and the tribulations, O oh Lord, give them all the fresh oil so that they will see all the things that will be new. And you, Lord, will be with each of them during this test that they are facing. God, you are able to do abundantly more than anyone can ask and think. Remember to allow them to stand on Psalms 34 and 7, that the angel of the Lord encamps around all of them. Master, cover them. As we stand in the gap this morning, there is a need. There is a major need with all the prayers, O Lord. There is a major need, O Lord, for every household that we have prayed for this morning. Father God, we stand in the gap, and we ask you to move. We ask you to move on their behalf. We believe and we receive that no one can do it but you. And we're in expectation of you showing up and showing out. For every prayer that was received this morning, let there be a testimony of faith and trust. Standing through the fire, standing on the rock, and giving you the glory for what you're about to do. We give you all the praise this morning. We give you all the glory this morning because we know that the blood can do all things. We honor you. We magnify you. And we give you the highest praise. And we all say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yes, major needs in these families. But we trust God and we know that he hears us and that he does answer when we ask in faith, believing for all things. So we just speak life into each and every request that was brought before us this morning. I want to go back to Minister Lightfoot for any final thoughts that she might have for us this morning. Uh, Minister uh, Linda, do you have anything for us? Yes, just a little food for thought. How do we view ourselves? Do we view ourselves through the lens of the enemy? Have we taken the enemy's perspective? 
Have we deluded ourselves with thoughts and doubts of our own flesh creating our own perspective? Or do we see ourselves through the lens of God's word that tells us that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us? Are we moving forward in resistance of the enemy? Or have we allowed ourselves to become stifled and stuck in compliance with the wicked? Are you reflecting the image of God? Or are you acting like a grasshopper? Suggestion. Let us take dominion. Let us be fruitful and multiply. Because remember when the Hebrews multiplied, that's when the enemy really became disturbed and realized that they were unstoppable. Let us be fruitful and multiply and demonstrate momentum. God bless you and Merry Christmas. Amen. Amen. Yes, let us be fruitful and multiply. Hallelujah. I believe that everyone that heard that is taking that. What lens do you see yourself through? The lens of the Father, the God of creation, or do you see yourself through the lens of the enemy? Well, we've had a wonderful time this morning. I want to thank each and every one of you that have been on the call this morning. Um, Let's close out with a word of prayer. Father, we do give you thanks for this time that we have had together as we have gathered in your name. And as we're about to start this new day in you, going to our different destinations, we ask for your covering of protection to be with us. Take us to our destination and back home again. Let no harm or danger come nigh unto us or our dwelling. And may we put on God's clothes. May we put on your clothes this morning, Father. The full armor of God. The full armor as we go about our day. So that when the enemy tries to come, he will not see us but he will see God. Father, we thank you again. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Please open the line so that we can spend some time together worshiping. Amen.